You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Alrighty. We are live. We will allow a few more people to jump on because it takes some time to uh, recoup after such a an awesome main event over at the Survivor Series. And uh, we just finished uh, watching that. We're going to get right into it. We want to welcome everyone for being with us tonight. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact. You got Matt Michaels here. And it would just be us two tonight. We might possibly hear from Sin City Steve. Maybe he is... uh, at the impact tapings tonight. So uh hopefully a lot of us um a lot of the Vegas folks are out there supporting and uh showing some love to the uh the tapings of, of impact. So we may hear from them, but we may not. We got a lot going on, a lot of wrestling that took place. We're even gonna talk about what happened at Impact. Uh if you happen to be on Facebook Live, please put your chats in, and I'm going to try to get it in as I can. And um, gonna have a lot of fun tonight. So, uh, thanks again for hanging out with us. All right, Matt Michaels, we gotta go right into Survivor Series that just took place. And, um, you know, for the most part, I, I will tell you, I, I don't think it was a um, a bad show. I don't, unfortunately, the uh, the, the girls, the, the women's match of Raw versus SmackDown almost took a beating because the fans appeared to not care. <laughs> uh, not just the fans. Oh, you didn't care either, huh? Oh, no. That was the worst one on the, the whole card. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess it can't always be the best, you know. But, I mean, they try <laughs> as much as they can. But, you know, the it... um. I think it uh, set the uh, the tone of what the match was going to be when Carmella got eliminated because she needed her mask and called a timeout. It's just like, all right, it's going to be just fucking stupid. Plus, at that point, mm-hmm. um, if if you'd been paying attention to the score count. Um, I think at that point, SmackDown had only won the pre-show match. Uh, yeah, where did I put down? Oh, okay. So yeah, it was three. It was three to one, and that was uh, SmackDown. Yeah, so yeah, it was. Uh, it was Raw. Yeah, so that the- was three. It was Raw three, SmackDown one at that time. Yeah. So you basically were going to have to give that 
women's match to SmackDown. And then, of course, we knew that Roman was not going to lose that match. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I won't lie. I, I actually thought that um, I, I didn't think there was going to be a winner, despite the fact that they did run a DQ at the pre-show. I, I again, just thought maybe they were going to. What do you mean? What do you mean there wasn't going to be a winner in what? In the main event, I thought it was just going to just end up being an interfer- interference of some sort. Yeah, but there would be a winner. Well, that's true. Well, I mean, I guess a pin. That's what I meant. You're right. It would be a winner. <laughs> there still would be a winner, but not a pin. That's, that's why what I was confused. I'm, like, I'm sorry. Even man. on the pre-show, you know, Damian Priest lost because he got disqualified for breaking Rick Boog's guitar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, wait, wait. See, so what did he get disqualified for? Because he hit Shinsuke with that guitar did he yeah oh okay yeah i didn't even realize that right. i just thought he broke the guitar until they disqualified him <laughs> nah. i guess he turned he turned like really mean and disgruntled mean hill you know we got to see from damian priest so but it was a good match though i it was a great uh kickoff match so to get things started but yeah they uh, could have put the battle royal on that Instead, <laughs> it would have cut down time, uh, you know, <laughs> from the actual show yeah. being a half an hour over. Um, the Battle Royal accomplished absolutely nothing. True. And it was still better than a women's match. So the, the, <laughs> the women's elimination match. So, oh, man. Oh, man. They, they tried. No, really? So that was... That was a period of time from the beginning of that battle royal until the end of the women's elimination match. I mean, that was all one block, right? Well, they threw in the tag match in between the two, right? Which, which helped that, you know, out because yeah. it just already felt like it was, you know, two hours of watching that battle royal and the women elimination match. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to think about that. I mean, the, I, I don't know that they just have the wrong if people in that match. I mean, for the most part, I mean, I mean, you, you had a good crew. I mean, what made it so bad? The women's match we're talking about. What made it so bad? Yeah. It was, it was pointless. Who gained anything from that match at all? And so, who gained anything from the men's? Are you kidding me? The men's match was fucking bell-to-bell story? And one single fucking person winning it? Come on, man. The women's match had no story to it. It was just like, hey, these are people in the match. Oh, okay. You know, Bianca and Sasha get to face off again. All right, fine, whatever. Who cares? And Sasha and Shotzi, they have an issue with each other. Oh yeah, they're yeah, that was huge, man. Oh, I can't wait to see that feud. <laughs> yeah, all right. Come on, Rhea, Rhea Ripley gets fucking put down by who the fuck was? I mean, 
you know, yeah. You had Shayna Baszler who was, you know, the the person who was choking everyone out and whatnot, and she didn't turn on anyone on her team. Mm-hmm. It made no there there were certain things that just made no sense in terms of you look at the guy's side of it and it was laid out very well. Austin you. Theory and Jeff Hardy. Did we not see those two cross paths? And who got the best of Austin Theory? Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Seth goes over on Hardy as he should have. They let Hardy go until the last person on his team. That's true. But Hardy, I mean, there was not there was no storyline between I mean, like Hardy or Seth. No, but the match made sense. True. Okay. I got yeah, what that's, you're yeah, that's what it is. It's just that it made sense. It was a build up. It, it like to be honest, Hardy should never even been in the match. Mm-hmm. Because he really has no place other than being enhancement talent. So to give him that uh, that, that length to the end, that is something that you gave the fans in anticipation that maybe he could pull this off because it's Jeff fucking Hardy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you would have had, if you would have had, um, you know, someone else on that team, uh, you know, potentially be in that position it might not have played the same type, you know, of feel because you were expecting Jeff Hardy to be eliminated quickly. Okay. I can see that. Well, uh, I, 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 Hey, at least they started off strong, right? Uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, that match was awesome. And and then the main event, the main event, even over uh, Roman and, Biggie, it was a way better match. It was definitely an awesome match, and the the ending was perfect. Yeah, the ending was perfect. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The Roman Reigns match, you could put it on before that match because, again, all you did was have Roman Reigns beat Big E clean on a fucking pin. Right. Yeah. You know, there, I mean, what did that accomplish? It makes Roman just unstoppable, <laughs> which he's already been. So it's nothing really yeah. new to come out of that. The only what the uh, the only match he technically lost since the since he won the title was the what did he get counted out or disqualified recently within the last uh, two weeks? So, I mean, at this point, that's the thing. It's like, well. There was no, there were no angles on that. That, um, like, where the fuck was Xavier Wood? Wood should have been there. Why oh, yeah, wouldn't? Right. You? Yeah, you, you just had this whole thing with SmackDown and him and the crowd and blah blah blah. Where the fuck was he? Yeah, in fact, half of that promo had Woods in it. <laughs> At first, yeah. first I'm like. Um... Boy, are you sure more than Woods before I know they were leading up to Big E coming out to to um you know, to make the surprise for SmackDown, but still it was a pretty pretty big promo with Woods in it. So yeah, that's that's a good point yeah. too. 
Yeah, I mean, if you were going to do something, why didn't you have at least that, you know, tie-in? Um, you just had him beat Big E. So, so what's Big E's value now? You know, what, if, it, it, I mean, he's, he's a guy who just got the championship a little bit ago. And you go and you, I mean, you could have, you, you tried to, you make him look strong because he didn't, um, you know, he didn't lose quickly. And you had him get an offense in, but, you know. That's the same thing I, I, I thought about when, how Bianca had lost to Becky. In terms of her, yeah, I mean. But, but don't forget that was a whole different fucking situation. Because that was so quick. That's why that was not necessarily, you know, called for. Because it was thirty-five seconds. If if Roman Reigns would have beat Big E in thirty-five seconds, then you're not making Big E look strong. You're basically saying, "Go away." Right. But you, what but, I'm saying, yeah. You, why did you, why did you not have something else involved in him actually losing the match? That's that's it. Very yeah, simple. I mean that's a good point. I mean, I don't know, I don't know. I'm assuming they're probably just thinking, you know, going back to even my what I was saying about Bianca. Fans ain't gonna care. He'll be back on Monday. He'll come out and do the same thing, and fans are just you know celebrate and cheer. Not necessarily look at him as weak, but still look at him as a strong champion. Even though we can kind of see how how tonight doesn't necessarily make him look like that going into Monday. Yeah. But Bianca, you see, Bianca though had the, the, um, again, there was that whole, it was supposed to be Bianca versus Sasha. Right. And the whole idea of COVID and something happened and we didn't know, listen to this day, you don't know what the fuck was up with Bianca. Right. Right. It was never disclosed. Did she have COVID or did she not have COVID? So it's a different situation here, though. But why does that matter? Because the fact that we don't know if she had it or not, I mean, from a TV perspective. Because if she, couldn't, if she couldn't have gone more than 35 seconds, then it was justified. But we're not talking about that fucking match. We're talking about Big E, who you have his New Day partner in a fucking feud for two weeks leading up to this with Roman, and you don't fucking even use the guy. So, okay, so let's just say that what capacity would have um, uh, Woods play in that? Because if he interfered at, at, at any point, now it seems like he could be getting... It, it, Big E was going to lose regardless. So at what, what point if, would Woods play? What? What if Woods cost Big E the match? Okay, so now you're trying to get rid of the split up the whole idea of them trying to keep their brotherhood still together. No, it wasn't on purpose. Okay. I, I mean, I could see that, but at the same time, I mean, normally in, in those terms, when you see something like that happen, that's, that's saying something else is about to happen, like a split between a group. 
you know. Yeah, but they're on two different. But they're on two different brands. I understand. That's what that. I'm saying. Logically, they're on two different brands. So why couldn't Woods come out? And if um, if it looked like Big E was going to uh, lose the match, right? You know, have them go. Where the fuck were the Usos? Well, I actually thought. And that's kind of why I didn't think there was even going to be a pin because I thought there was going to be all this sort of, uh, you know, Usos coming out, Xavier coming out. It would have led to a pin. Yeah. You know, somehow, somehow, you know, Big E gets hit with something when he's, you know, when other schmoz is going on outside of the ring or the ref's back is turned and that fucking happens. And then you, you, you know, that's how you do it without it being... Big E and Woods now have any type of friction. You have them try to save Roman or save uh, Big E because the Usos are out. Um, and then you also get an announcement before the match starts that Brock Lesnar's suspension is lifted. So where the fuck was Brock Lesnar then? <laughs> right, yeah. You know, and then... We're, you know, uh, we're essentially getting a a little bit of a tease about The Rock and Roman, right? right. Yep. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, always something that is is floated around where that could have been. If that was set up, the, the place would have fucking gone bonkers. Well, they were already sort of calling his name as if he was there <laughs> or hoping he was there. You know, it, what made what made no sense too <clears throat> during the uh it starts with ninety six and his debut and they do the uh the rumble the uh, the tournament in ninety eight and then they do when he uh, then he, he all of a sudden it's him winning the Royal Rumble in two thousand and two thousand mm-hmm. in in the garden and then WrestleMania, and then SmackDown. It's like, wait a minute. I thought this was the 25th anniversary of him and Survivor <laughs> Series, right? Right, like, yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, the biggest news of all, you know, throughout the night was what happened to the egg. What happened at the end? No, what happened to the egg? Oh, the egg, right, yes. You know, right? That's like a hundred million trillion billion dollars that egg. And to lose that, I mean, that uh, I mean, Vinnie Mac uh, not happy. Well, he didn't even lose. Yeah, like it was, it was taken, it was stolen. Well, you know, they were in Brooklyn, so you know. Well, crime crime time wasn't there. (laughs) You know. you know, it's so funny that they played that up twice because, you know, when Vince said it, you know, like no one in the audience really caught it or paid any attention. So it was just kind of it just kind of flew by. But when yeah. but when um, Paul said it again, yeah. it actually was heard. And now the crowd booed at it. So it was like, oh, we need to reiterate that it's probably Brooklyn. <laughs> well, and, you know. Um, if they were smart, I would just say that uh, it was uh, Hit Row who stole the egg. <laughs> you might as well. Why not? I mean, come on. Just so, bury him on the way out. Yeah. Just, yeah. 
they still they still had their uh they had their employee ids were able to get backstage and just took the egg yeah that would have been and, awesome and watch for, watch when the egg shows up on aew this week <laughs> what if they tried to get a one of those makeshift makeshift eggs to, to throw to throw it out if, there if they were fucking smart they would do it and you don't even have to put it into you don't have to put it into a story or anything. You literally just have someone goes through, someone goes through the curtain at the end of a match. Tony Khan's sitting there at the table, and the egg is just sitting on the, <laughs> the table. Egg is there. <laughs> no acknowledgement. It's <laughs> in the shot, dude. That would be awesome. At the same time, it would it would be trolling, but still, that would be funny as hell. Well, that's why you do it, to troll. I mean, that's all Tony Khan is, is a fucking grown-up troll. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, if they do that, then we we definitely have confirmation, and we thank you all for, for listening to the show. We appreciate it. If you can uh, give us some of the talent from over there, we would love to interview the great talent over there at AEW. So please, while you're listening to the show, Bring them over. We could do a lot. We could kind of help you build what you guys are trying to do. So I'm just saying. But hey, man, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> let's let's be honest. Yeah. Let's let's go for the real thing. Uh, if that shows up on Wednesday, uh, Tony Khan owes us like I don't know what's a good like five grand for the idea. Mm, yeah. Let's just do that. I'll, so I'll, Tony, just cash app us five grand. Yeah, that's what that's money go. money sign Vegas bad boys. Um, that's the cash app, and we appreciate. You don't it. even have to put it, Tony. If you don't even want us to have your cash app information, don't send it under yours. Mm. Put it under someone. Put it under. Could uh, you do it as anonymous? Well, no, put it under Luther's because he's not being used really. So, <laughs> like, it, it would just it would make sense, right? You know, right. it'd be like so under the radar. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, overall, though, man, uh, like I say, I thought it, I thought it was a good show, man. This, this, despite the little slowness we had getting towards the end, man, I was, um, I was, um, I was hyped. I like how they started it and um, and like how they ended it. So, you know, good well, on them. It's it's not going to be uh, well received by Dave Meltzer. Oh, we know that. You know? Oh, he's going to. We already know. Everyone's going to. It's going to be D matches. He might get no because he doesn't like Charlotte, so he might give a C to the kickoff show to Damian and Shinsuke. He might give them a C, but everyone else is between D and no. Uh, no, he didn't see this kickoff show. What are you kidding? <laughs> he, he just makes that shit up anyway. So, uh, I no in his uh, in his wisdom. Um, he thought that the uh, the battle royal just having the guys and the uh, the SmackDown and Raw shirts by you know it, it's frustrating with Dave Meltzer because he thought it was very visually distracting and that in itself shows that he doesn't watch the fucking shows right because they've been doing this in interbrand battle royals absolutely since. 2005 <laughs> right yeah so yeah you know, i i guess Meltzer did 
he probably popped then when Rude ripped off his shirt and Ziggler threw his shirt <laughs> yeah. off. That was probably his favorite point of that battle royal. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see yeah. that. But yeah, yeah I yeah. Um, but but Becky and Charlotte by far was the fucking best match on the show. Oh, absolutely, hands uh, down. I mean. And you know what's so amazing? Because apparently, and, and and I'm just I'm I'm assuming, and you probably know more on this, but I guess the whole thing that went down on SmackDown the night they were supposed to transfer the belts to one another, that was supposed to be just a big hoopla with Charlotte to the point that it was, you know, things got out of hand. Supposedly she was, I guess, walked, you know, handcuffed or something out of the building. Whatever the it wasn't. whatever it the wasn't point, yeah, I didn't think so. But whatever it is, the story went perfect because it just played along with this, the you know, played along with the entire beef in general that just really uh, made this match what it is. Uh, you know, just also just along with that entire night, you know, if it was legit or not legit or, you know, whatever, you know, it, it, it's it, they, it turned out to be have, really good. They have legit heat. Okay. Yeah. The. I mean, if if it is a, if it is a work, then it's a fucking brilliant work. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but because Ric Flair got involved, you know, in his Twitter war with Becky, I I um, saw that, and I was and I was wondering, was that you know, I mean, how do we know nowadays, right? <laughs> uh, you know the the reason I the only reason that you can. Well, the reason why, the point of his tweet was saying the idea of him really being the man, you know, not her. I mean, that's just playing up to the whole, the man thing. It's not like there's some personal things being lashed well, out. You know? Well, no, but but remember, she's not the man anymore. She's uh, oh, the Rush, Beck. Right. Yeah. Yeah, whatever the fucking Beck's thing is. Right, yeah. So what Flair was saying was... Um, I, I gave you, I allowed you to call yourself the man mm -hmm. because that's been his thing for 40 fucking years. And, you know, he looks at this as if, um, you know, th there's disrespect from her to Charlotte and, you know, there, I mean, it's a mess, dude. It's, it's two egos that have gotten totally out of control. Yeah. And, you know, if if they played it up, uh, it was played up pretty good. But, you know, let's 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 face it when, you know, Charlotte has been more um, she's been doing more aggressive. Uh, and I don't know if this is Fox wanting it more aggressively on SmackDown. Mm hmm. But at the beginning, you know, she's yelling at Becky about how, uh, you know, she's not going to take her shit, essentially. Right. Um, you know, um, the the term bitch was thrown around a couple times. Uh, and, you know, it, it wasn't, I mean, this is all stuff that's not on a mic, right? It's not being, you know, they're not, they're not doing promos. Right. Um, but after the match, when... Uh, essentially Becky said um you know that you could tell your dad and and tell the dirt sheets that, that you know I'm better than you <laughs> yeah I heard that <laughs> yeah you know 
and Charlotte's walking back and she's just laughing because, you know, that again, it's like there, you know, when, when everything, you know, is planned out in terms of what the outcome is going to be. Right. So I think that when certain things like that happen, if Charlotte can audibly hear what Becky's saying, yeah, you know, it's almost like she's laughing because, oh, you want to keep fucking talking? You know, we can we can continue this, right? <laughs> you know, so yeah, so you know, either way, either way, if it's a work or a shoot or a combination, it adds something to that. See, that's the other thing. Roman and Biggie had nothing added to it. There was no, you know, <laughs> there was no real buildup to it. Right. Yeah. So that's why I say that that you know Charlotte and Becky should have been your final match, but you know the the money is not there apparently for the uh, the women because God forbid they uh, they can close any other fucking pay per views other than getting the uh, WrestleMania moment, uh, you know, right. Like why can't they finish the survivor series? You know, what the fuck? Yeah. We got, uh, Justin hanging out with us. He actually, um, felt that the, um, it was a waste of a pay-per-view, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I don't think it was that bad, uh, uh, Justin, but there were some, some, some points in there that uh we definitely we talked about at the beginning that was uh wasn't as good but overall i thought the show turned out to be all right so uh, well and yeah. and and to be honest the fifteen thousand fans in brooklyn they were pretty fucking electric they for were the stuff that was good yeah you know? and you know they can be some assholes if they want <laughs> yeah. in fact um justin was also saying that they made a lot of uh a lot of different chants they <laughs> that they made up during the night so listen they started doing the wave so when they got bored they yeah. they did stuff but when they were into it they were into it so and that place was packed it was it was like old school watching yeah. you know WWE back when they were just always sold out. It was amazing just how, um, you know, how, how it was. So, but anyway, um, cool, man. Well, that'll be um, Survivor Series. Another e- event took place this weekend in Vegas, and that was Turning Point Impact Wrestling's um, Impact Plus event. And that was really great. Uh, we were at the show. And uh, hopefully you guys got a chance to um, to check it out. I, I I guess the two things that I I just wanted to mention first is the match that you had with Mickey James and Mercedes Martinez. I really enjoyed that match, uh, Michaels, and I didn't think I would not because Mickey can't wrestle. Not because Mercedes is is a powerhouse, but just because I um, first off, <laughs> first off, as we were watching the show, we also was putting in that work for the podcast. So sometimes it was just kind of hard to really keep up. But that was a match that I actually just watched from beginning to end, and I gotta tell you, man, it was um, I, it was it was it was really good. And Mercedes Martinez, man, she is just um, 
look, we always knew this in NXT that she was uh, a beast, you know, and and just the work that she does in the ring. But um, but she definitely was showing her her dominance in this ring as well. Although she didn't win against Mickey James, man, she's um, I actually still think, and it's whatever. I mean, you know, Deanna lost, and yes, Deanna did make a return, which was great <laughs> after the match to beat up on Mickey James. But personally, yeah, stop it. Stop the yawning. Get out of here. I think she should have retained that title. And then if anybody she was going to lose it to would have been Mercedes. But not but not have that match to Hard to Kill, which is their next big event. Um, that would have been the time to have, have lost it. So um, I, I'm not sure she's going to regain it back. Um, it would be nice. But I, I, I don't think Mickey's going to hold that title for long. And if you're going to give it back to to Deanna, you know, Mercedes is not going to have that belt for a minute. So I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm great. Like I say, overall, I enjoy, I enjoy watching their match. And it was great, again, for me to see Deanna come back. And now knowing that they're going to have their rematch, we'll see where that goes. But I think the next... The next woman that's going to be the powerhouse there is Mercedes, man. Yeah, that's going to be, and and I I want to see that match between her and Deanna. So, I know you don't believe much in Deanna, but <laughs> I'm looking forward to hard to kill to see where that goes. But of course, the other big um, wait, wait, really quick, yeah, man. Did you realize? That between Mercedes Martinez and Mickey James, mm-hmm. the combined age in the ring was eighty-three years old. <laughs> I, I didn't know that for Mercedes. I didn't, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's been. I, mean, I know. I know she's not in her twenties, but I didn't think she was. I didn't know oh, she no. was right there with. Okay. Ooh. Oh yeah, she's she's been around for almost twenty years. Okay. Yeah. Got you. Well. She definitely not and looking like it or acting like it at all. No, no, and and no, neither of one of them, not. to be honest. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. I think that that's one of the reasons that um, that's one of the reasons you probably will not see Mercedes possibly with that title is because if you're going to put it on someone, you're probably going to put it back on Deanna or if they sign you know, Lord knows, you know, uh, you've, you've got other options now on the free, free, free agent market. Yeah. Um, that are going to be coming. And also, um, you got Chelsea green. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's another person who, you know, you kind of, you kind of want to see in that, at least that realm. Um, and then you still got Jordan Grace, and yeah, you put an, a, a social media title on her. But what is you know what good is that really? So, yeah, yeah. Well, outside of that, we got a chance to see Josh Alexander, which I didn't think I was going to see on the show. And he cut a promo, which I was right there with him. And, in fact, he said, look, not only I will get the belt, but I'm going to sit on the on the front row to watch this match. Uh, and which I was ex- I was expecting for him to 
go over there and have a seat and enjoy this match that was going to happen for the main event. But look who made their debut, Jonah. Jonah is here. And, man, listen, I, um, you know, I used to talk about, I, I never talk a lot, a lot about a lot of the NXT uh, talent over the past years, but Bronson Reed was always the one I, I was just constantly saying, man, I just love the build on him, how they, his theme, his video package, and just overall how he just became this, this uh, monster house in the ring. Man, I was, um, yes, I was shocked when he was one of the ones that was let go. But I knew wherever he would end up, he was going to be awesome. And I'm glad it ended up being Impact. He made, uh, uh, he definitely just shocked everyone and um, and showed that he's going to be a, a destruction. Going to be a champion, too, um, in the future. How excited was you, man, to see that he uh, he he came in and and it sucked that it had to be on Josh. Josh can't catch a freaking break for nothing, man. I mean, come on, why you attack attack Josh? Last time Josh was in that ring, he was humiliated by Moose. Now he getting beat down by Jonah. Come on, man, give give some love to to Josh. I can't wait till he get the belt. Me and that guy in the front row who always had that. Uh, Canadian flag. We're going to be the biggest one celebrating because apparently we can't get our night. <laughs> you know, it's really remarkable, though, is after the show, two straight now pay-per-views that you're standing there in the hallway and Moose comes out. Oh, Moose, great job. Great job. It was really good, Moose. It was really good. Yet you sit here and you go, yeah, I want to see Josh Alexander win the championship. Not not Moose. Yeah, well, why would I? Why would I not still give uh, Moose his props? I mean, it's not like he's a horrible worker, but why do I need to tell him that I don't want him to have the belt? And I don't need to tell him that. Well, what I'm saying is, why are you against the culture, man? <laughs> you know what? Maybe he's against the culture. Oh, I don't know. First of all, first of all, not only is it against the culture, you're going against the culture, right. but you're going against our country. <laughs> you want a white bread Canadian to be the champion over an ass kicking African American, just God of a man. You know, all right. You know well, what? That's cool. You, you something else. Of course, you would try to play that card. Shame on you, Matt Michaels. Man, you go sit in the corner for that. Anyways. Uh, yes, Josh took the beat down, but, um, <laughs> but, but shout out to Jonah, man. It was great seeing him, uh, make his debut and, um, and just kind of, oh, <laughs> just kind of reading some of the, comp uh, some of the uh, comments here that Justin's making. And thanks for hanging out with us, Justin, tonight. Um, said Eddie and Josh need to have a face, face of the company match. So I think if that was the case, Josh would definitely. I like Eddie. Wait, we like Eddie Edwards, but come on, man, Josh. Well, and we're gonna, we're going to be seeing what's going to happen because um, so Morrissey wins the number one contenders match, right? Yep. But Morrissey also is not under contract. Hmm. Contracts up, so. Um, they're trying to work on something. They definitely want to keep him. Uh, but you know, he's, he's a smart guy. He's going to want to go where the money is. 
So by the time they get to the January pay-per-view, um, I think it's January, right? Yep. The next one. Yeah. Yep. Hard to kill. So, um, if things don't work out with the number one, you know, with him being number one contender because of his contract, uh, then you're probably going to see, you know, either Josh get his chance or Eddie get a rematch because I think that the other thing you would most likely see, right, is Josh versus uh, Jonah on that pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So we might see W. Morrissey against Moose and then, you know, Josh versus Jonah, which would be your, you know, uh, essentially your number one contenders match. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, that match with Moose and Eddie, man, we knew going in that it was just going to be crazy. Uh, and especially when you're adding ladders and chairs and then all the hidden items under the ring. Um, man, you're talking about a brutal, especially the, the, the move off of the ladder. I, I Guys, that's definitely a, just a, a, a match just uh, worth checking out if you didn't get a chance to see it. It's also one of those ones that you go, okay, and these are the type of matches I love, where you go, okay, we know. You go in, you go in it going, all right, we know Moose is going to win. He's not going to lose it. On the other hand, the performance is being done so well that you're like, well, is he? <laughs> you know, because Eddie looked uh-huh. like he was coming on pretty strong in there. That's how great that really was. So, um, yeah, I mean, also match between those two, an awesome main event. And, um, and over, you know, yeah. what's the, what the funniest thing is, though, mm-hmm. Like you said, the like you know, getting power bombed onto the ladder, um, you know, uh, bringing out the chain and using the chain, uh, yeah, the pans and the garbage can lids and yeah. the chairs, candlesticks, and yeah, it's- yeah, all that stuff. But yet, it comes down to the fact that Eddie Edwards could slammed on the exposed wood, <laughs> wood, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> Because that was the most brutal thing you could do. Just <laughs> land on the wood. Right. You know, well, after taking all of those hits and then getting slammed on the wood, yeah, that, that I, I see that. I see that. But there's no way that you could just get slammed onto the wood and lose. You got to have all that extra stuff in there, too. You know? But, yeah, it, it, that was that was uh, yeah, interesting to see. Man, uh, overall, I mean, it was an Impact Plus event, man, but it was a, a pay-per-view style. I mean, all the matches were really good. Again, we got a chance to see Bullet Club, Chris Bay again. The uh, the hometown just loves Chris Bay, and he just puts on the show, man. I mean, he... he yeah, but he can't win. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> you know what? We need He needs to have his celebration here. He, they need to give him his win here. I fuck it. I I just give him the win in January at Hard to Kill because they, they should have the blow off match between Bullet Club and the Good Brothers, the Good Brothers, mm-hmm. and you know that that would it would finally make sense on why he's getting pinned for you know the past couple times that they've you know done these title matches. So yeah. um, if you do that, great. Otherwise. Well, shit, if he if he just wins a match here, it would be fucking celebration at that point. So, 
Yeah, and I guess it doesn't make um so is 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 the whole idea of Bullet Club now I mean that used to we know that used to be like a real powerful type of faction. Is it kind of treated like as a joke now? Your take? No, not at all. Well, I mean, so going back to the fact that why 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 can't why won't why can't he get a win? And and definitely since he's now a part of it, the Bullet Club. They're wrestling bullet club guys. You know the good brothers were bullet club. I do know right? that, yeah. But they're so, not, yeah. Well yeah, but they're the fucking good brothers. You know, the guys who just show up on AEW and fucking ruin all those matches. <laughs> You expect them to just give up the fucking tag titles in this company? It, they've had dude, they've had the titles for a minute. Yeah, and to me, it says, "Hey, we don't want to put guys over." So I don't know what the working relationship is, but a lot of times when guys like Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers are not, you know, dropping titles because they don't really fucking need them. That kind of says, eh, I think we're better than these guys. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you know, I don't know also what the backstage atmosphere is like, you know, who's making the decisions, who's making the calls on that particular thing. But the way Chris has lost those matches lends itself to it hasn't been legitimate, right? Yeah. I mean, here we got we got trunks pulled. You know, so that's why it seems like they're allowing them to lose in a manner they're still chasing. Yeah. And if at the pay-per-view they fucking win the titles, then that should be the culmination. If they don't even get a shot at the pay-per-view or mm-hmm. if they lose that match, then you just fucking wasted the time. And, you know, and plus, you know, we, we talk about Chris, of course, because he is really, really talented. Right, exceptionally talented, but I mean, um, uh, Herculeo is is good. He's very good, man. Right, Herculeo was, you know, is it's a good combination for a tag team, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, let's let's you know at least do something different. Put some titles on some new people. Yeah, it would be Why nice. Not? Yeah, and in the comment. Um, Justin put, yeah, Bullet Club, I think, has control of their matches. Probably. So I guess we'll see where where that goes. But it would be nice for them to go ahead and get those titles for sure. It would be. Um, Outside of that, man, it was other stuff. But is there anything else about last night's uh, show that we really wanted to just kind of uh, shine some light into or – uh, you know, and, the, and by the, the way, the, and, and hold on, just shout out to the crowd, yeah. man. The crowd was oh, awesome. Yeah. I mean, everybody showed out again. I mean, Vegas yeah. has really just been showing impact, just, you know, the love since getting back out here. I mean, we, of course, we've done that before, before the pandemic. But now coming out of it, since they've, I think outside of Nashville, they've only been to Vegas. And that's been the largest, you know, crowd and that they've had more than what they have in Nashville. So shout out for Vegas. Shout out for you guys just coming out and enjoying the show. I mean, you're talking about Brooklyn on fire tonight. Vegas was the same way uh, last night as well. So uh, we appreciate you guys, man. But go ahead. What what else did you want to 
a highlight about um, now, J- Jordan Grace and Chelsea Green. Yes, mm-hmm. um, they they put on a really good match. Yeah, um, that was you know technically a a pre show match. Um, that that was really good. Yeah, to give it up too for uh, uh, Laredo Kid and Trey yeah. Miguel and fucking Macklin. <laughs> Macklin is just. I told you yeah. about Macklin. I I told you this guy. You know. <laughs> This guy's a beast, man. Forget the whole size. He might not have the the trade quickness or the Loretto, you know, high flying moves, but everything he puts in those matches is like, dude, this guy's a beast. You know, if he gets one off on you, you could be knocked out. Yeah, shout out to him for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's you know, I, again, it's overall is going to be a. a you know, a better show than uh, what you'll see on an AEW pay-per-view. Oh, where is Sin City Steve? This should be his his cue right now to be just dialing into the show saying, I hear my name being said. <laughs> yeah, ironically, he's at where? Oh, Impact Wrestling. <laughs> right. <Same. laughs> well, yeah, yeah, because apparently, I, why does... And, why what is AEW doing all their shows in the same area in the East Coast in Chicago then East Coast Northeast South why they don't make their way towards the West I mean is there any reason for that Yeah because they're smart Oh um what happens is uh if you start branching out too far west you're spending more money so what they do is they concentrate on the areas that they know. They're fucking running Chicago again. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's the same and, places. And the reason they're doing it is because the money is still there. Now, they will be heading west. And they will be heading to Las Vegas. Does it? Do we have to really wait till May to see that? Should they already kind of already been making their no. way... No, because it again it costs them more money. And what? Okay, I get it that it so costs money. It. I get it. I get it. I get the idea. But listen, we there's still. I get so I get what you're saying too. I mean, if 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 if, if the money keeps coming to the same places and you don't have to do extra travel from a business standpoint, that makes sense. I get it. But at the same time. I'm, I'm assuming Tony Khan's got big pockets that is not going to hurt him to the point to start making his way. Look, he's camped as far as Texas. So you can't do a New Mexico show. You can't do a a, a Utah, Nevada show. You can't. No. Why, why would you do it right now when you want to keep that anticipation hot? Is it? Think about it. Is the anticipation of him coming west really that hot? Dude, when those tickets go on sale for the pay-per-view out here, they're going to be gone within minutes. And the game minutes. and the game plan is just to keep us anticipating till May. And yes. that's okay. Why would you not? What is the point? So what's the difference between May and now? Okay, so cuz if you're going to tell come, you I'll yeah. tell you I'll tell you what the difference is. All right. You were not a WC, WCW fan. That's correct. During the height of WCW and their fandom, when they were out traveling, they were making money. Then, as the fandoms 
starts to back off a little bit, what happens is you've already seen them. And what, what then happens is you're spending more money in your trucks and your crews and everything that goes along with the travel. And the more you come out to the same place over, the less of an audience you're going to get, right? Right now, they're playing it smart because the guy who does the booking for the venues, he was firsthand, you know, uh, got to see the mistakes made by WCW. And also, ECW made the same mistakes. Paul Heyman tried running, you know, out in other areas and they went, I mean, they had no resources and they were doing it in hoping to get people and they went belly up and TNA, the same thing happened with TNA. So it's a smart move. It's one of the smartest things that they've done because you're never going to lose fans in Chicago or New York. All right. They can always run those towns, but you're gonna but you're gonna lose fans in L.A., Phoenix, and Vegas. You're not. You think Sin City gives a shit that they haven't been out here? Sure, he'd like to see him live, but he's well, yeah. Not but you're also up. saying that if they come out here now, that they might not anticipate fans coming to watch them in May. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know, exactly. man. That sounds crazy to me. I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, but again, it costs more money. See, it's not the anticipation of the fans. It's a business model. And if you look at if you look at the WWE, they're running house shows again. Why? Because they are taking advantage of the fact that they need those house shows to recoup some of that money. Okay. AEW didn't. And so why why is AEW not even running house shows? Because they don't need to right now. But it's it's not benefiting the wrestlers, I'll tell you that much. Because they'd be getting more work if they were doing house shows. And a lot of those green talent will get better by doing house shows. So there's reasons they should be fucking touring. But they're not going to especially if you're going to do TV. Now, if they were doing house shows out here, okay, that might be a way to do it. But if you're doing TV out here, you're screwing yourself for particularly getting the, um, the what they want is the news of the quick sale, right? You want to be able to say, oh my God, we ran Vegas, we sold out in three minutes. Because that keeps you looking very relevant yeah i mean i i i hear what you're saying but i i don't know it's i i'm i'm not willing to to agree with that i will say it definitely costs more money anytime you're traveling across the state that part yeah that part is true but i also believe that as you're building your brand you know there are you know you want to keep that hype you want to keep that hypeness being built and but you you just said something that really proves the whole thing, and that's very simple. They're not building their brand. 
Oh, they're not look at their ratings. <laughs> okay. No, serious. I mean, I'm dead serious. All look right. at their ratings. I got you. Well, that they are true. not building the rents. They are very. Again, you got to look at Tony Khan's different because he's not in this. He's not in this to uh, be making you know dollars hand over fist. He's in this to fucking brag. He's got a wrestling company. He's got wrestling buddies. He's a rich kid who owns a fucking wrestling company. Mm-hmm. He don't care if he fucking comes out here and you know plays out here. The WWE they have to because that's the way you keep your brand alive. Exactly, and I guess that's how I'm looking at that. Yeah, but and they is... don't you don't <laughs> yeah. care. Right, right. You gotcha. don't care. Yeah. Well, speaking a little bit of some AEW, we had Dynamite, and uh, it was uh, National Cowboy Shit Day. Did you enjoy that, man? Did you enjoy? Na- no, uh, I'll say it was shit. <laughs> you know what, though, man? So I, uh, I, 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 I am enjoying. I do enjoy Brian Brian Danielson. It's just unfortunate, and and maybe okay. I do think it's unfortunate that he's got to fight every member of the Dark Order. Uh, I guess until he gets his hand on Hangman Page, and it's not to say anything about the the match that he had. Uh, 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 who did he have a fight with? Which one of the members? I don't know their fucking names. But fucking Evil Ten Deuce Uno <laughs> Number Seven. Right. So. It was it, look. It wasn't like it was a evil, bad evil. Evil Uno. Was it wasn't like it was a bad match, but it, the question I was asking myself as I was watching it is, do I care? Uh, that was what I you know. That's what it came down to, and to see what the storyline is moving forward. But watching Brian, you know, do his thing. I mean, that part. Okay. Yeah. Look, I, and I, and I, not to cut you off, but. In looking at um, some recaps to refresh my memory on the card, right? Mm-hmm. Forbes gives a Forbes, Forbes gives a good recap because there ain't all these fucking pop ups that <laughs> you can't see what you're looking at. Sure. Now the guy who wrote this on Forbes, which I find very spectacular, of what you just said. Okay. Here's the difference between what you said about building the brand. And the reason that they don't give a shit about building their brand because Tony Khan doesn't get that he's not making it bigger. He's just placating to a base. Right. Okay. Um, He's talking about the Evil Uno match. Mm -hmm. And he says this week's Brian Danielson finisher of the week was the triangle choke. Brian Danielson running through the Dark Order is going to be amazing television. (laughs) So it's really funny because that is exactly the difference. The difference is the AEW fans really like to suck each other off. Yeah. Very simple. (laughs) Yeah, because that would make more sense if the Dark Order was, if they were, if they were building. They weren't fucking. If they weren't fucking enhancement talent, <laughs> yeah, that's all they are. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Like, is there anyone in that group that you're going, man? Oh, I can't wait till they're a fucking champion. They're going to get the shine one day. Right. No. 
No. Yeah. And on top of that, like I argued, um, you know, I think it was last week with, with Steve is. So instead of having Miro win the fucking match and having him go against page at the pay-per-view, which would have been such a good fucking matchup and right. logical. Yeah. You have to have, because all the fans, all the AW fans, all these smart marks want to see Brian Daniel for send versus hangman page. Bullshit. Yeah. Who the fuck is Hangman Page, man? I'm sorry. <laughs> I no, seriously, man. I, I've watched a guy and I'm like there's a reason he wasn't pushed. Because he kinda sucks. I'm sorry. Well, that's gonna be very if if as we talked about last week, it, I mean, if that's if what you're saying is is kind of the the reality to throw the belt on to him now, he's gonna have a hard Heal the climb. Unless I'm saying probably with new yeah. wrestling fans. With the with their base, they'll love it. They're gonna scream and holler. Yeah. But But that's it. Yeah. Who is who is this guy to to anyone just tuning in to TV? Why should I have to invest into this guy? Especially when you're wrestling Brian Danielson, who now has to all of a sudden become a heel. Right. To play this angle. Yeah. You know, um, this guy in Forbes did point out, and this is something that, you know, in watching it, I noticed uh, right away too, and I'm sure many fans noticed this. What's one way to get your fucking, uh, you know, AEW fans all in a fucking tizzy? Oh, say that this guy is not a WrestleMania main event. Right. <laughs> yeah. So now Brian Danielson has to turn on the crowd yeah. to make them apparently try to turn on him because I think they even anticipate the fact that if they don't do shit like that, Brian Danielson is going to be the one cheered in that match. Right. And your baby face champion who you've spent all this time trying to build up over this fucking Kenny Omega bullshit, you know, build up and feud whatever the fuck that was yeah you know now you gotta now you got the, the problem where you're putting him in a guy who is so popular and for casual viewers who are going to flip in and see that you know this guy is wrestling hangman the casual viewers who know the the wwe guy is they're gonna cheer for the wwe guy they might watch for the WWE guy. They right. might buy the pay-per-view for the WWE guy who's not going to win against the AEW guy, which means that they're not going to buy another pay-per-view because the guy that they know didn't win. Right. Yeah. Good points there, man. Um and I bet you Steve would tell you absolutely those points were horrible. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm glad that now we can have a discussion on AEW the way it should be. Because normally when it's just you and him or me and him, we have to kind of make them feel a little good. But now we don't got to think about that at all. <laughs> um, another match. I mean, you know, I'm uh, so the the Orange Cassidy Tomohiro Ishii versus yeah. uh, the Butcher and the Blade. So, listen, I... So this is so this is my problem I, uh, with Matt Micah's because I know sometimes you give New Japan 
uh, you give them some shit. And, and I'm beginning to find s- some, some, some pointers now that I'm beginning to have some issues with as I'm beginning to learn a lot of the guys I see that not only come from AEW but also be over in Impact. It's all these guys who, who are considered great. They, I'm assuming they were great, but at this point, I don't understand why they're there now. They're 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 aged to a point where they only could do so much. So I'm watching uh, Tomohiro Ishii, which apparently is is you know he's the never open weight who just beat Jay White, which that had to be interesting how the hell he did that, but that's okay. And I'm watching. And at the most that I thought was entertaining or that he did was um, when, and I don't know which one of the guys, I don't know if it's a butcher or the blade, <laughs> but when it, whenever he's, he's uh, you know, hitting him against the ring, it, it, you know, he, you know, Ishii is not being faded by it to the point where he just, he just looks at him and walks more in the ring and walks back as he keeps hitting him. And I'm like, all right, I guess that's kind of cool. But I can't see how he's well, cheered for what he for what apparently he's supposed to be about right now. And I find that I find this I'm finding this what I'm saying, Matt, with all boy, I shouldn't be saying this, man. I because you know, because I like New Japan, right? Because they have a lot of you know, you might have like your Jeff Cobbs that's over or your Jay White's over there, but they also have their, you know, their veterans, I guess, you or we want to call Hall of Famers that Apparently, they still make them so, as if re- they're remember, still. Remember, DJ. Yeah. Remember, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use the fact that remember these guys are John Cena and Goldberg and Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. It's the same comparison. Right. So that gives you a frame of reference. That's why. The difference is that those guys aren't going to Japan, and you know getting pushed in Japan like they, you know, right. they should be going over on Japan guys. I'll tell you though, what what was funny to me <laughs> is you have this apparent strong style wrestler, you know, this right. legend teaming with Orange fucking Cassidy. Yeah. That says it right there. <laughs> but out of everything and again, I'm going to turn to this Forbes magazine article or Forbes <laughs> online, uh, you know, yeah. recap because this this tells you how much this really has an impact in terms of, you know, how much bullshit you're going to spew and then how it really doesn't make any sense because his final thing on this match was um, he said uh, AEW had uh, Tomashiro... Ishii walk out to Orange Cassidy's music and also had him start the match, which was odd because the crowd certainly seemed familiar with Ishii. Right. This match had a great finishing sequence. That ended when the Blade used a very safe brain buster to beat the Blade. (laughs) So... You know, um, here's a guy who's supposed to be reporting, right. and he can't even get his shit together to fucking write something that makes sense uh, <laughs> because it doesn't fucking make sense. And you just have to kiss their asses to fucking put shit out there, right? And there you go. But you're absolutely right. These guys look like you know, 
the, the same thing. Look, seeing- if, if John Cena, because I, listen, I love seeing John Cena, but the minute John Cena comes to the ring and all he started to do in, in the entire time in the ring is that, 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 that shoulder punch he, he, he does. If that's the only thing he does the entire time, I don't get an AA. I don't get a FU. I don't get a, a body slam. All I'm going to get is these shoulder uh, 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 lunges. I'm I'm like, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see. To me, it's like you should just go ahead and hang that up. You know, if you can still perform some of the other things that you did, then that's another thing. I'm not trying to tell you. I'm not expecting you to go the way you were back in the day, but I'm expecting more than what I'm seeing is what I'm saying. But but here's the interesting thing as well, though. And I think that you can argue with Cena, with Goldberg, with Edge. What are you seeing them do? And that is they are doing the same thing that they've done. Right. Yes. But the American style of the sports entertainment lends itself where they can do that and you can feel comfortable watching it because you don't have to i mean listen goldberg doesn't goldberg has never had to do anything other than a spear and a jackhammer to make fans happy right absolutely yeah The, the worst thing goldberg has done in his career is age because now it's like oh he's too old Right. Well, it's funny because Suzuki wrestled on fucking Impact, right? Right. I honestly thought that, it to me, I was looking at it going, so this old man is beating the fuck out of Josh Alexander. <laughs> right. You want to talk about Josh Alexander getting fucked this again. Is, this is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that's the same thing here with, like, why are you putting these guys over when... It's because you're placating to the fans who think this is fucking phenomenal because we're getting to see things we never got to see. Yeah, but if they're fucking 50 years old right? and you hate Goldberg because he's in his 50s, but this motherfucker because he's from Japan. Oh, my God. He's he's great. Yeah, that's the whole thing that goes on. Absolutely. Um, I guess at one point I uh, I guess so out of the entire show. I, I, I do like the team of uh, Leo Rush and Dante Martin. I do like, I mean, Dante Martin is just, he's phenomenal. That they got right. <laughs> I'll give them that. Love, yeah. love me some Dante Martin. Yeah. He is going to be so good in WWE when he, uh, gets, <laughs> when he leaves. Because he, I mean, honestly, like, listen, yeah, yeah, Leo yeah. Rush, Leo Rush is, is great, but right, he's, yeah. you know. Sure. Um, the thing is, I they're gonna fuck up Dante Martin. They're they're going to fuck him up because again, how is Dante Martin gonna shine when you keep bringing in all these WWE guys, you know the X guys, right? And you're bringing in all these Japan guys. So the fact that they're even, you know, take Leo Rush out of the equation, right? Okay. Does Dante Martin get a match on the Dynamite that that week? And on top of that, you have them go over on the acclaimed one of your only fucking tag teams that is an original tag team, you know, not, you know. Which I like the acclaimed too. You're right, though. Yeah. So, and 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 I, I enjoy their work, but it's like, so then you're putting those two tag teams against each other. So what do you get? I mean, but again, 
they know how to book right and i guess better than anyone else and the storyline with that is i guess um you know team team Taz is trying to sign (laughs) dante martin so come on over the team Taz. i'm like oh my lord okay all right all right let me go along with it um, and they said something, and they said something's really fucking ridiculous, like um, because it was regarding Will Hobbs being his one year anniversary, right? Yeah, and something was said to the extent of uh, Taz. I think it was Taz or or Sammy, whoever had the mic, said uh, one year, and and he's been the hottest thing in the business, or you know something along those lines. Yeah, and it's like. He's done nothing in a year because you fucking haven't given him anything in a year to make him look fucking like a monster. Right. Yeah. I This Team Taz thing is fucking awful. It I, is. I, and I love Taz. And guess what? He is really good still on commentary. And he's great on Rampage. You know what? Fucking have him. Just end of shit. All right? Um, you know, uh, Ricky Starks will be great on his own. The mm-hmm. guy can handle himself. Yeah. Hook might not. <laughs> right. And that's one of the reasons I think that there is this little lingering thing is because if if there's no Team Taz, there's what's Hook going to fucking do? Right. Um, but put, put Taz on commentary. Get rid of JR. You know, let him do other things. Or get rid of fucking El Masco Stupido. <laughs> <laughs> or let Shivani just be the wax mannequin he is backstage now. Jesus Christ. Well, he does move his finger when it comes to saying D, you know, D, and that's about it. So you will get that. The only, the only part of his body won't break <laughs> off from plastic surgery. <laughs> Jesus. Um, listen, we're all fans of uh of MJF. The guy is he is just phenomenal and and it was great to see him back out there doing a promo. But now apparently it's about to be with CM Punk. And now it goes to like, so I guess CM Punk wins again. And now MJF is now going to take the loss. So what's the purpose? You know, that's well, what there's going to lead up to. So here, here's the thing. Again, I'm using this article because this, this okay. guy just gets so much fodder for this bullshit. Oh, good. Okay. So... My initial reaction, I was so just like, you just fucking, why the fuck do you have CM Punk even come out if he's just going to stand in the ring, look at MJF, just kind of chuckle and leave? Right. You're taking, you're taking a guy who is your top motherfucking person in, and the guy that you better put buckets of money fucking up to. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Because. He by far was the most entertaining thing on the show again, yep. as he tends to be. Yep. So this guy says CM Punk did not say a word to MJF as AEW is wisely waiting until they have time to promote their face to face showdown. Well, if you're going to have them go face to face and not promote it, why do it? <laughs> yeah. Right. It's fucking yeah. stupid. Again, but Tony Khan knows how to book. So Ted Turner, you know, you can put your pencil away. I know that you you're not as good of a booker as Tony Khan, so CM Punk is just so he's definitely smart. I got to commend this guy. He waited, he waited and he waited until he could some find idiot, some idiot. 
<laughs> so he can find that person who is going to give him what he wants and he ain't got to do shit. Man, that dude is smart. I mean, <laughs> I actually think his shit might actually even be better than fucking Brock's. You know, because Brock at least went in and when he when Brock have to have his match, it's pretty intense. I haven't seen any intense from CM Punk yet. Okay, <laughs> and on top of it, on top of it, you get you get him on Rampage getting to go. Um, hey, yeah, I'm gonna be going to Chicago. So who do I want to wrestle in Chicago? Oh, QT Marshall. Because. <laughs> Why do I have to fucking break a sweat? I'm right. that fucking Chicago. I'm going to get fucking cheered like a god. Right. And, and, and I'm going to go against the fucking guy that, yeah. you know, that, that is, you know, at best a good teacher. But, you know, for fuck's sake. Yeah. That, uh, you're right. Yeah. Well, shout out to him, man. He played that one. Um, the last thing I want to mention about the show, and um, hopefully you watched Rampage because I didn't. But okay. Uh, okay, but for Dynamite, uh, the main event, Sammy Guevara and Jay Lethal. Now we all know that I am a huge, and this was for the TNT title. I am a huge Jay Lethal fan, of course. I, uh, I, I still don't know how I feel. My first reactions of hearing that he, that he with AEW is not a good feeling, only because I've I've known the work he put in Ring of Honor. And he's and he's just he's elevated himself to a point that he I didn't want him doing the shit like he just he just had on this show. He dominated. He looked good, which he should against against Sammy. And that's not taking nothing away, nothing away from Sammy. But the reality of it is, is you you don't have Jay Lethal unless you really are planning on, I, I guess, doing a rematch and somehow he eventually does get this title. And I don't see that happening. Why would you have this match and have him job out to, to a person who Jay was the, was whooping his ass the entire time doing all types of great moves. I'm just like, look at Jay just still doing awesome shit. Even at his age, just guy seems like he, he's like, a uh, uh, um, oh man. Oh man, why can't uh, phenomenal AJ Styles? Oh yeah, sure. yeah. And so, yeah. I, I, and so, and and Sammy gets off two two of his moves with his knees to finish the match, and I'm just like, all right. And this is part of the reason why when I heard about it, I'm like, I I, I almost rather for him if he couldn't just have waited it out to see what this revamp of of ROH was going to turn out, maybe he just hold out or go elsewhere. But nevertheless, but, but yeah, go ahead, man. There, there is no elsewhere, okay? Because the only elsewhere for him is Impact. And Impact is not going to do anything better for him. Honestly, Jay Lethal made a smart decision. Take the money. Uh, yeah. Please, yeah. take the money. True. Smart. Um, and he can be an influence, but he is going to be a mid card jobber essentially. But that's some bullshit, man. <laughs> it is. It is. And you know what? It's not bullshit if this match happened six weeks from now with a buildup. Mm-hmm. His first fucking match in the company. What did they do? 
you get a title match and you lose. So there you go. Right. You know, it's again, it's just you know, they they think they they think they know what they're doing in terms of what is you know, um what is best for signing all this new talent and then utilizing them. And, like you would think uh, as a business guy, uh, if you're a wrestling you person who claims that you know the business familiar, if you seeing his if you if you watch the history of Jay, if anything, if you were going to put him in that match, you know, this should have been a conversation that if you were ready first it, it shouldn't happen that fast, but if you were ready to pull that lever, you should have been ready to have that talk with Sammy and be like, "Man, you're going to you're the future. You're going to get this shit later on. In fact, you're going to even get the 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 impact, I'm not the impact, I'm the AEW world title. But right now, you're about to lose this shit, lose this TNT because I got to get this belt over to Jay. Jay is too relevant in the industry. No, he's too, too but he's, no, no, no. But, I'm just saying, I'm just. No, but, but the reason this hurts is, first of all, you're a mark for Jay Lethal. Okay? I am a mark for Jay Lethal. So, yes. so that that's one of the reasons. That's fine. But the bigger reason that this hurts is because there was no build. You That's wouldn't true. feel That's the, true. you would not feel the same way if that there was a great fucking buildup and they took six to eight weeks to execute something that made sense for him to get this title shot and then for him not to win it for whatever reason that forwards another story. Right. That's the problem. You know, there there is no forward stories with a lot of the shit that they do. And Lethal said, by the way, Lethal had has said uh, recently um, in an interview that the one person that he wants to wrestle, he hasn't wrestled, is Jericho. And you have a guy in Jericho's crew, and at the end, I was waiting for lethal to turn around and clock Jericho or at the very least they could have had Jericho costs, you know, lethal the match. Makes sense. Right. Then you can build up Jay versus Chris. That would have been fucking good. Great. If lethal wants to wrestle. And at Jericho, one point I thought I, at one point I had a quick hope. I was like, well, maybe, maybe Jay will turn, will turn heel. Like you were saying, well, well in, your, in your way, I, I didn't think about hitting Jericho, but they did the whole thing where Sammy at the end put his hand out. Now, again, if you watch Ring of Honor, Jay Lethal was always, the whole idea of the foundation was about having respect in the wrestling industry. You shake the man's hand. You, you. That's why it's called Ring of Honor. <laughs> right. You Seriously, know? That, that so was just the, think, the, when he put his hands out, you just looked at his hand and pretty much just left. That would have been totally opposite of what Jay, and I'll think maybe this, I'm like, okay, maybe something good. And then, no, he fucking shakes his hand. And I was done. I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm done. So, I'm done. I'm done. So along, along those lines, going on to the Rampage, because it's kind of along the kind of okay. same idea and weird shit that they do. Yeah. <clears throat> Darby Allen goes against Billy Gunn. Yeah. So first of all, by the way, I saw the promo and I, and I was shaking my head doing <laughs> dynamite going, why is Billy Gunn going? 
And then, okay, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, I was thrown off by that when I saw that. Once again, you talk about a guy who Darby Allen looked like a fucking kid. Right. Yeah. Billy Dunn is a big dude. Yes. So, okay. You know, I got to get past that, right? Yeah. So they wrestle and um, uh, basically Darby wins because, you know, why would he lose? Sure. But then the, the gun club, Billy and his two kids come yeah. in and they ended up Sting comes down to help Darby and they fucking took down Sting. You know, Billy Gunn takes down Sting and then the two kids take down Darby essentially and they posed over the fallen body. So we're setting up a gun club versus Darby and Sting thing, apparently. <laughs> okay. That was Darby Allen, your TNT champ, the guy who was supposed to be the guy they were pushing to the future of your company. Right. Even though he got a win over Billy Gunn, they ended up humiliated by the gun club. So, you know... And and of course, Billy Gunn, you know, yeah, he needs it because, you know, what yeah. is he? He he's literally he's almost sixty, I think. Yeah, legitimately so. Right. Um. So then you get uh you got the Jay Cardinal fucking Red Velvet match, which was fucking just tedious. It was a commercial break too in there, so it was that long for the the. Uh, you know, moving on in the tournament for that. Uh, oh, okay. The new TBS women's title. Right. Okay. Um, and, and Jade of course is going to fucking win. So sure. it, it was a waste. It was a fucking waste. It was horrible. Um, she most likely is going to end up beating. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming Ruby Soho will get the win here uh, this coming week. And then she'll beat Ruby and it will probably be Jade versus Thunder Rosa in the finals. And Thunder Rosa most likely will lose to Jade. If that happens, fuck a W. <laughs> well, at least you already, at least you already prepared for that. You know? Yeah. Just yeah. fuck off. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, your main event was Adam Cole and Bobby fish. Cause you know, uh, the, well, they were friends going way back, blah, blah, blah. Now, NXT made them fucking names to wrestling fans. <laughs> right. Not you fucking marks out there. So what do you do? You put them together because we're not the WWE. So fuck off. Yeah. Uh, but uh, luckily, they had them lose to Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Okay. But Adam Cole, of course, did not take the loss. Oh, of course. Oh, no. No, Bobby, Bobby Fish uh, uh, got in a submission. Right. Um, so, uh, and then, of course, as it says here, the uh, Young Bucks did do their best to interfere on behalf of Cole and Fish, but Christian Cage run out with his steel chair friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then that's how it allowed uh, Jungle Boy to get the uh, snare trap on Bobby Fish. Um, so, that match was uh, dog shit, essentially. To be honest, um, I, I was, I just was like, "This is uh, this is fucking bad." Um, yeah. To, you know, like not, you, not, you wanted your hour back. He was pissed off. You gave it to you. You know, you gave them that one hour. You wanted it back, and I understand the frustration. Well, 
you want to get it so my buddy texted me earlier today mm-hmm. did you see Meltzer gave five stars to the elite versus lucha jungle christian <laughs> that match was awful he even said that match was awful and he was at the um the tape you know the the live things in, in minnesota so he was at the pay-per-view and you know he he thought the pay-per-view was great which is like yeah you were in the crowd so you probably did um and um you know he saw that match on fucking tv and he's just like it's fucking dog shit Meltzer's given that five stars so there you have it um awesome journalism coming from good old yeah. Meltzer. oh man well 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 man i think we've we we've covered uh most of wrestling last week and this weekend and uh, we want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. Or if you with us here live tonight, thank you for hanging out. And look, don't be upset if you're a huge AEW fan. You know, these are just, you know, our opinions. You may feel completely. In fact, you do feel completely different about that. And that's 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 cool. You know, when you beat down on WWE, you know, we don't take offense. That's that's how you feel about it. You know, so. It is what it is. And don't worry, Sin City Steve will be back to defend uh, AEW as he as he does. But we definitely have a lot of questions from what we see happening. And apparently, even if you are marked for AEW, I would think you would you should think something's wrong too. For one reason, you're not topping a million. And the fact that since you had CM Punk there when he first came, when you had that million. It has just gotten worse since. So the question is, are we really being assholes to AEW? Or maybe is there something we're saying that other people are seeing too? That's the question I will leave with you. If you Yeah, and it, yeah. And, and I think I think you're right. And and I think that's a valid question. And mm-hmm. I think that what you have to take in consideration is you need to remove yourself from the blinders of being like this is the greatest thing. Right. And go, why are there are no new viewers being created. Right. Exactly. Because, because that, that demo that, you know, the, the thing that they've been able to brag about is that 18 to 49. Well, that 18 to 49 has also been fluctuating Mm -hmm. recently. Right. So, yeah, you know, that's the whole thing. Um, If you, and again, we don't want to see the company fail. Right, exactly. And one of the reasons that you don't fail is that you build new fans who, to them, this is the product that they know before they know the WWE. Yeah. And they're not doing that. They're catering to the people who just don't like the WWE. Right. That's the problem. If you don't get the if you don't get the kids now to get them before they see WWE and and make them AEW fans it's not going to last it's not going to survive absolutely absolutely uh guys thanks for hanging out with us uh this is a couple of notes if you if you're in the Vegas area or somewhere nearby there is another TV taping of Impact Wrestling that's going to happen tomorrow night, which is Monday. Now, if you're listening to this on a podcast, this is released on a Monday. So, you know, I mean, it would be the night of. But we record this on Sunday. So if you happen to be 
uh, in town. Go check it out. It's at Sam's Town. There are uh, still some tickets available, so keep that out. Uh, Michaels, is there any other local wrestling or anything else that we should mention that's coming up that, um, you know, we should talk about, <laughs> which I yeah. know there is. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Saturday, November 27th uh, at yeah. the Version of Amusements. You're going to see No Escape with uh, Brian Cage versus Hammerstone for the um, that's gonna FSW that's gonna be crazy. Uh, Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and uh, you'll see Graves versus Tom Waller in a uh, uh, shoot style, uh, natural born killers style match. Yeah. And then you get four cage matches, number one contendership match, which uh, right now, um, some of the names in that uh, for the ex or for the, um, uh, the No Limits Championship, it's going to be uh, Jay Vidal and um, Danny Lamlights in that match. Okay. Um, there, there are a couple other names uh, that yeah. were mentioned uh, that I can't uh, get off the top of my head here. Uh, Gatson might be in that one, too. Okay. Um, and then uh, you're getting... Um, you're getting the uh, Nevada State Championship in the cage match with the class defending against Remy Marcel. All right. You're getting nice. um, the uh, Matt Vandegrift versus Damian Drake yeah. uh, in the weapons cage match. Um, you'll uh, you'll get uh, a three-parter here of Damian Drake uh, mm-hmm. coming out this week on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday uh, to hear uh, his you know, take on um, their friendship and uh, how they became the unguided and um, what happened to lead to the betrayal uh, when Matt turned on him. Yeah. And then you know, uh, your main event is going to be Chris Bay versus Ice Williams for the uh, No right. Limits Championship. So, and again, that's the, you know, that's a cage match. So four cage matches, <laughs> uh, thus it being called No Escape. Right. Uh, and uh, you'll also see Toko Uso on that card uh, against um, Toko Uso is going in a uh, three-way uh, tag team match for the uh, tag championships against uh, Death Proof. And uh, I am blanking on the third team in that match off the top of my hell. It's uh, Shogun and uh, Hero Lu. So okay, it's gonna be a big, big boy banger match. That's gonna be pretty fucking huge. Yeah, so. absolutely. So that's Thanksgiving weekend, guys. If you have a family in town um, and they're wrestling fans too, or maybe they're not, they just want to see a cool show. Um, definitely look it up. FSW uh, website. I'm sure you could just Google FSW if it's not FSW.com. But but check it out. Grab some tickets. Go to the show. It's going to be great. Um, and again, that would be. Or- or watch on Fight TV. Fight TV, that's correct. You're anywhere on the in the country, order it on Fight TV. That's right. Anywhere around the country. Man, all right, that is it. Thank you guys for hanging out. If you're listening to us, we're going to be recording three count next live. But if you are uh, listening to us on the podcast, make sure you download three count because it's going to be a really good one. Um, we're not going to so much have three topics, but we're mostly going to talk about the releases. Uh, that has happened with WWE and it's more of a just kind of a discussion that we're going to have so I think you're going to really want to listen to this and you're going to probably have your own thoughts too so uh, we thank you for uh, hanging out with us we will see you next time next week Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you we don't get to uh, uh, you to listen to any of our other podcasts enjoy it with your family and we uh, we hope to see you back the following week all right until then 
Take care. Peace. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.